when our children were growing up, <clears throat> I often find myself on the wrong side of a genuinely good idea. Uh, I'll give you just one example. Uh, we went on holiday to Northland in about 1997, and we were travelling back to Auckland down Highway 12 on the west coast, and we came to Openoni and stopped for a break, and Pip saw a sign advertising sand surfing on the other side of the harbour. And I was keen to have a quick toilet stop, get back on the road, you know, get back. But Pip convinced us all to get on the ferry, cross the harbour and go sand surfing. Well, it became one of our family's most memorable days. Uh, it was amazing, surfing down the huge sand dunes and shooting out onto the water. It was magical, an incredible shared experience. But it took Pip to recognise the potential to seize the opportunity, to take a risk and say, we've just got to do this. Bartimaeus was a blind beggar who lived in Jericho. Life was not good for him, but it changed completely when he seized the opportunity. And maybe this morning you can grow and change and seize upon Jesus Christ in a way you've never done before. But first, let's set the scene. As many will know, Mark's gospel has a distinctive emphasis. It's an action story about Jesus the Messiah. Uh, the word immediately is used quite often, and it leaves us with a strong impression that Jesus moved quickly from place to place, engaging with people, speaking about God's reign, and healing people from all kinds of diseases and illnesses. Now, Mark portrays the 12 disciples. This is another distinctive feature of Mark's gospel as being slow to understand and believe what Jesus was doing. They argue, they get things wrong. Time and again, they don't really get what Jesus was on about when he talks about God's new rule of justice and love. By contrast, Bartimaeus is special in so many ways. In fact, at this point in the narrative, we're in Jericho, but in the very next chapter, Jesus arrives in, in Jerusalem, and is welcomed on the first Palm Sunday. And so Bartimaeus is the very last person Jesus heals, and we, the reader, are given a final opportunity to have our eyes opened and to see what true discipleship really looks like. So Bartimaeus contrasts strongly with the 12 disciples. Here are a few examples. In Mark chapter 8, just after the feeding of the 4,000, the disciples began whispering about not having any bread to eat. And Jesus said to them, why are you talking about not having any bread? Do you still not perceive or understand? Are your hearts hardened? Do you have eyes but fail to see? And then Jesus reminded them of the previous miracle and the need to keep trusting and recognizing who he was. In Mark chapter 9, Jesus takes Peter, James, and John up the mountain, and Jesus is transfigured before them. But the three completely misunderstand what was going on. In fact, Peter wants to get a building program underway and construct a kind of retreat center so he could sort of hold everything there and kind of bottle that lovely experience. Completely missed the point. Later, they're arguing about who is the greatest. 
And just last week, we deal, dealt with James and John, who tried to get the jump on everyone else by asking Jesus for positions of power. So, although the disciples had been called by Jesus to follow him and be with him, they are very slow learners. They failed to grasp that the kingdom of God that Jesus spoke of was a kind of non-intuitive kingdom where the values of the world were turned upside down, where pride, greed, dishonesty, and jealousy were to be replaced by love, forgiveness, humility, and generosity. So they were blind. Uh, and when it comes to the account of Bartimaeus, you could actually say that Bartimaeus was actually the least blind of them all. So what happened? Well, Jesus was walking through Jericho on his way to Jerusalem. And great crowds were thronging around him. But Bartimaeus was sitting there on the roadside begging. Of course, in ancient times, as we're all aware, the only recourse for those who couldn't work was either support from family or begging. So Bartimaeus was led out to the edge of the town, and there he sat day after day, week after week, asking passers-by for money for food. But on this particular day, Bartimaeus heard the commotion of a crowd leaving town. And he heard that Jesus of Nazareth was there. So he cried out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. So just imagine among the general commotion of a crowd, it must have been quite noisy anyway, there was the shrill, insistent cry of a blind man who is seizing his opportunity to engage with Jesus. But it says that those who were following Jesus sternly ordered him to be quiet. You see, Bartimaeus was an inconvenience, wasn't he? He was poor. He was filthy. He was blind. He was a beggar who's making a terribly embarrassing scene. Mate, don't you know there's someone extremely important here? So just be quiet. Don't you know we're going with Jesus to Jerusalem? He will become king there. So just shut up, you're a nobody. Don't you know that he is supremely important? So within this exchange, you can see how the disciples yet again were getting things horribly wrong. They were blind. They actually got things so wrong that they became a barrier to a person who was much loved by God from coming to Jesus. Can you imagine that? I wonder, do we ourselves get in the way of people coming to Jesus sometimes? Perhaps it's because we want to keep Jesus to ourselves. We're quite comfortable with the way things are. And quite honestly, extra people are an inconvenience. You know, they come with all their needs, all their baggage. They might come with um, a whole bunch of things that we don't particularly agree with or want. Perhaps our behavior and manner of life is simply not consistent with Jesus. And so people think that they know Jesus because they know about us and they're not impressed. So that's another way that we can actually get in the way of people coming to Jesus. But was Bartimaeus going to be shut up? Not at all. 
You see, it's only as you recognize your need that you have the motivation to change. And many people today don't feel a particular moral or spiritual need at all. They think they're doing quite nicely. They certainly don't feel the need for a saviour, because that would be to admit that you're not okay in certain ways. And so they don't come to Jesus. But here, Bartimaeus feels his need acutely. He's had to live in darkness all these years. Imagine what that must have been like. And he wants his life to change. He wants to see. And that desire makes him strong. He will not be put off by others who are trying to silence him. Perhaps he has a vision of the colours and light of the world he has only been told about, but is desperate to experience. And so he keeps crying out, Son of David, have mercy on me. So Jesus, hearing the cry, stood still, it says, and said, call him here. You know, Jesus hears our cry. Jesus is attentive to our needs. And Jesus is not too busy to want to be with us. In the midst of the crowd, Jesus stood still and listened to a single person. He listened to Bartimaeus. Imagine the great God who created all things from the vast starry expanse of the universe down to the amazing last detail on a butterfly's wing or a snowdrop. This great God stops and listens and hears our cry. The disciples suddenly changed their tune, of course. From saying, shut up, they now say, take heart, get up. He is calling you. So throwing off his cloak, he sprang up and came to Jesus. And in the now famous words, Jesus said to Bartimaeus, what do you want me to do for you? You may think that's a silly question. Isn't it obvious? Well, not necessarily. Jesus was asking Bartimaeus to verbalize what he himself wanted. Jesus makes no assumptions, but allows us, every human being, to take responsibility and to have autonomy. At no point does God violate our free will, which is the core of our humanity. And another equally important point is that sometimes we have a disability. It might be an obvious physical one, or it might be a hidden emotional or spiritual one. But we all have needs, don't we? We all have wounds. But in many cases, we've become so used to them, so comfortable living with these needs and wounds that we don't actually want to change at the end of the day because we're in a certain role. And to change roles can be quite uncomfortable and require hard work. Sometimes our wounds come to define who we are, actually. 
and it's hard to change. So Jesus asked the probing question to Bartimaeus, what do you want me to do for you? That's a great question, a question that Jesus addresses each one of us with, what do you want me to do for you? And Bartimaeus at that point did not hold back. He said, my teacher, let me see again. Jesus replied, your faith has made you well. And immediately he regained his sight and followed him on the way. So you see, Bartimaeus is being portrayed here as an ideal disciple. The 12 continued to struggle to really get Jesus, to see him as he really is. But at this stage, they are still at least partially blind. By contrast, Bartimaeus was physically blind, but he has come to see. And this is why he is an ideal disciple. So there are a number of questions for us to wrestle with from this passage. For example, is today a special day of opportunity for you? Do you need to seize the moment as Bartimaeus did? Because the scriptures urge us to make the most of every opportunity to respond to Christ. Because one day the opportunity will pass by. Here's another question. Are we accidentally getting in the way of others coming to Jesus? You see on the news all the time um, this potential played out internationally, even in our own communities. Christian people kind of getting in the way. Or do we actively reach out to others and encourage the seekers, engage with the questioners and assist the needy so that we help and don't hinder people from coming to God? Are we a, re a reason why someone wouldn't want to know more about Christianity? Here's a further question. Amidst the busyness of life and our own goals and hopes for, you know, you know life does get really busy and we have different things on our minds, things we want to do, things we want to achieve, and that's, that's, it's all good. But do we acknowledge the one thing that is most important of all, and that is opening our eyes as to who Jesus is, not being blind, in other words, putting our trust in Christ and following him in costly obedience as Bartimaeus did. And don't forget that famous question of Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? When you receive communion this morning, uh, tell Jesus about your need. Ask Jesus to heal you in whatever need or way you personally need. As you receive the bread, answer that question that Jesus asks. Ask him to heal you. Ask him to guide you. Ask him to encourage you. Ask him to give you peace. Whatever the need, Jesus, as he did with Bartimaeus, stops, stands still, in a sense, and listens to you. Seize the opportunity. It might not come again. Reach out to Jesus and tell him about your need and open your heart to receive all he has for you.
You see, I believe that Jesus Christ is real. Um, and he is active today by his spirit. That's like a truism. I'm supposed to believe that, but I really, really do. He has power to change us today, and all we need to do is tell him about our needs, and he will respond. Amen. Gillian, would you mind come and leading us in prayer?